Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in Allahümme allimna ma yanfa'una Vanfa'ana bima allamtena Vezidna ilmen nafi'a Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan Varzukna ittiba'e ve erinel batıla batılan varzukna ictinabe. Rabbi şrahli sadri ve yassirli emri. Vahlul uqtetem min lisani yefkahu kavli. Esselamu aleykum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi Podcast Series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah, today we will continue reading the 18th word. Uh, as we mentioned before, this, is, this word is composed of two stations. The second station appears not to have been written. Uh, we are reading the first station. And uh, the first station is composed of three points. We read the first point in the previous episode. And inshallah, today we will read the second point. So, bismillah, the second point. Ahsana, astayuzu billah, ahsana kulli şeyin khalaqahu. Ayetinin bir sırrını izah eder. Şöyle ki, this explains the secret of the verse. Ahsana kulli şeyin khalaqahu. He gave, or it's God who gave, everything is perfect or most beautiful form. This is um, Quran chapter 32 verse 7. Uh, before we mo- move on, I want to share a reflection. We seem to be moving from uh, issues that are more about the theological aspects of religion or the introduction of the main foundations of religion like prayer or belief in God, um, belief in the hereafter, etc. to a higher emphasis on etiquette, the slaves, the etiquette that a slave of God needs to, has to maintain before his Lord and in relation to the creation. We talked about the worth of this world and its place within the bigger picture, the the larger scheme of things that the human being finds himself in. And then we move to the 18th word. In the 18th word we talked about um, the worthlessness basically, of the nafs, the lower soul, how we cannot attribute anything uh, good to it, how it, uh, it, all, all it has, the entire share that it has in the, um, in the emergence of good is an inclination. It inclines and all the rest is happening in ways that it is not involved, it has no power to bring things about, to bring things into existence. So we reflected upon the place and station of the lower soul. Now we are moving on to reflecting upon something really beautiful and something that um, has come up many times in the past too. So this is, of course, this is a matter of emphasis. I'm not saying that we were not talking about etiquette in the previous episodes, in the previous sections of the Risale Inur. It's a matter of emphasis. There is a higher emphasis on that here. Ahsana kulla shayin khalaqahu. It's God who gave everything its most beautiful form. Everything that you look around, everything you see, it is created in the most beautiful form. So 
the way we have been expressing this in the past is reality is beautiful now this is also a matter of attitude this is also a matter of etiquette how should we look at the world what should we expect to see when we look at the world what is it that's out there how do we position ourselves within the larger scheme of things within the creation and before our lord everything is beautiful can we see the beauty can we see the beauty that's a big question the more we can see the beauty the more we will be filled with a sense of gratitude which is which is why we are here yes to be patient when calamity strikes but even then that patience is meant to show us the beautiful aspects of even the calamities to the extent that we can place them we can position them within the larger picture which is always beautiful reality is always beautiful reality with a capital r and past that we are here to see the beauty the perfection the majesty that is in the creation as the manifestation of the beauty and perfection and majesty of our lord and be filled with awe and gratitude and show it so this is this is not a you know some frivolous idea this is at the core at the core of our worshipful slavehood this is at the core of why we are here this is at the core of our relationship with our lord and as a side effect this is at the core of our happiness that our felicity in this world and the hereafter too one who sees beauty will enjoy life her şeyde hatta en çirkin görünen şeylerde hakiki bir hüsn ciheti vardır evet kainattaki her şey her hadise ya bizzat güzeldir ona hüsnü bizzat denilir veya neticeleri cihetiyle güzeldir ki ona hüsnü bil gayr denilir bir kısım hadiseler var ki zahiri çirkin müşeveştir fakat o zahiri perde altında gayet parlak güzellikler ve intizamlar var ez cümle there is a true aspect of beauty in everything there is a true aspect of beauty or there is an aspect of true beauty in everything we can understand this in either way there's an aspect of true beauty right when you look what you see is that is true beauty in everything or there is a true aspect of beauty in everything the truth the reality of everything is beautiful either works even in things that look look ugly so don't try to imagine too far but take one example where i live it is fall now leaves are falling and they are rotting right and then or there are some fruits that fall from the trees and that, that rot so a rotting fruit it will probably not smell nice not look nice there'll be flies all over it it looks ugly right but even in things that look ugly there is an aspect of true beauty you need to find it you need to see it it is there that that's going to be the starting point we are going to take that for granted to the extent that we can take that for granted we have um, we have progressed in our path to positioning ourselves before our lord yes everything in the cosmos every happening is either beautiful in itself this is called beauty in itself or it is beautiful from the point of view of its consequences and this is called indirect beauty so everything may not be beautiful in the same way 
or the beauty of everything may not be as apparent as obvious in the same way but once we take it for granted that there is a true aspect of beauty in everything then we can start to sort things out some things are beautiful in itself and of course this is um you know f from our point of view and from the point of view of all else it's universal general common sense beautiful in itself there is no way you can you know i mean if you are corrupted that's a different question but there's no way for an uncorrupted nature fitra to consider that ugly it is beautiful in itself or if that's not the case like the rotting fruit on the on the ground right i mean it is beautiful from the point of view of the fly that's eating uh, the, the sugar in it right it is beautiful in itself from the point of view of the, of the fly but we cannot say the same thing in this case because there is an angle when we look from that angle we may perceive it not to be beautiful therefore then we need to shift our perspective shift the angle from which we are approaching the matter so that we can see the true beauty in it so in this case it is beautiful from the point of view of its consequences what it does in the bigger picture and this is called indirect beauty some happenings are ugly and chaotic in appearance that is as it appears to us and immediately we understand that the problem here is with us because we are limited in our perspective we are limited in our ability to see some happenings are ugly and chaotic in appearance but there are brilliant beauties and orderliness underneath that apparent veil so that's a veil we are looking at it from the wrong side and therefore we are seeing the veil we need to be to to so since we take it for granted that there's a true beauty in this we need to then think about so what is the veil where is the veil how can i lift it how can i lift the veil that's the problem we have that's the task we have for instance and then Ustad Nursi is going to give us some examples. Bahar mevsiminde fırtınalı yağmur, çamurlu toprak perdesi altında nihayetsiz güzel çiçek ve muntazam nebatatın tebessümleri saklanmış. Ve güz mevsiminin haşin tahribatı, hazin firak perdeleri arkasında tecelliyat-ı cellaliye-i mazharı olan kış hadiselerinin tazikinden ve tazibinden muhafaza etmek için nazdar çiçeklerin dostları olan nazenin hayvancıkları vazifeyi hayattan terhis etmekle beraber o kış perdesi altında nazenin taze güzel bir bahara yer ihsar etmektir. The, the um, sentence was a bit convoluted uh, but uh, I guess I made it more clear in the translation and again we should keep in mind in many cases Ustad Nursi was dictating these orally to his uh, students and uh, the, the people who loved him and wanted to be around him right so we are looking at examples of things that may apparently look ugly that may, that may look ugly in appearance to us but that are that have a true aspect of beauty example in the spring season under the veil of stormy rain and muddy soil right spring comes depending on where you are living off uh, obviously but in in most places in, in places where you can have the four seasons especially when spring comes it starts to rain it rains more than it does in the winter in the winter you may have uh, you know snow or dry dry weather but spring comes and it starts to rain and when it rains um, you know, it may be difficult for us the poor urbanites who uh, you know step onto pavements into cars and then walk on asphalt and drive on asphalt and step onto um, other kinds of pavements it may be difficult for us poor urbanites to uh, understand and appreciate what is being said here but if we were to you know step beyond that 
that unfortunate prison that are the cities that we live in and step out into the nature we would see that under the veil of that stormy rain and muddy soil it rains and becomes muddy it's just stormy sometimes it may be difficult to you know get out so it's it, it may look a bit um troublesome you may have to take your umbrella you may have to clean your shoes you may have to you know, wear a rubber boot right but under the veil of that stormy rain and muddy soil the smiles of an endless number of beautiful flowers and orderly plants are hidden you think this is storm and dark sky and muddy but what's happening as the water as the, the raindrops fall from the sky and soften the ground and the, the, the soil becomes moist and the temperature rises a little bit all those millions perhaps billions yeah billions billions of seeds on in the in the soil starting to germinate it's all hidden all you see is mud and you know dark sky but it, what's happening under the ground you know a couple of centimeters under the ground sometimes right there right a couple of millimeters under the ground what's happening there is they're all sprouting the beautiful flowers and orderly plants you know well-shaped plants are hidden and behind the veils of sorrowful separation the harsh destructions of the season of fall are the discharge of delicately delicately built delicately built tiny animals the friends of those koi flowers from their duties in order to protect them from the pressures and torment of winter events which are the loci of the appearance of majestic manifestations and underneath that veil of the winter a place for the koi fresh and beautiful spring is being prepared so fall is full of sorrowful separation the leaves are separating from the branches where they spent the whole summer they are dying they are departing from this world the weeds all those herbs flowers are all wilting and dying insects are are dying some animals are dying or going into hibernation the amount of life is certainly going to become significantly less by the end of the fall this is a time of death it's a time of sorrowful separation but it's a veil stadnusi says behind the veils of sorrowful separation the harsh destructions of the season of fall so it may look harsh you know is they're all dying it may look harsh but behind that veil the harsh harsh destructions of the season of fall are what are they the discharge of the delicately built tiny animals the friends of those koi flowers think of the butterfly the mosquito right these delicately built tiny fine animals how were they going to survive the winter were they not going to suffer right this is they are being discharged why were they here they, they were here for fulfilling a duty they did that they fulfilled their duty now they are being discharged they are being discharged from their duties in order to protect them from the pressures and torment of winter events what are the winter events they are the loci of the appearance of majestic manifestations loci of the appearance of loci places locus right of the appearance of majestic manifestations god is showing himself in his beauty and his majesty and together put together he is showing himself in his perfection and underneath that veil of the winter so what happens in the winter underneath that veil of the winter a place for the koi fresh and beautiful spring is being prepared the way the the um beautiful flowers and well-shaped orderly plants were hidden in the, in those seeds under the ground they were sprouting in the winter right the place for the next coming next year's spring is being prepared 
all those seeds need to go all those seeds and all those trees need to go through a period of exposure to cold that's how the all wise created them all even in the winter while they are dead from one point of view there is something going on there is a preparation going on this is a pregnant time winter is pregnant for the spring we don't see it it's happening all inside all hidden from our eyes but it is happening fırtına zelzele veba gibi hadiselerin perdeleri altında gizlenen pek çok manevi çiçeklerin inkişafı vardır tohumlar gibi neşvi nemasız kalan birçok istidat çekirdekleri zahiri çirkin görünen hadiseler yüzünden sümbüllenip güzelleşir güya umum inkılaplar ve külli tahavvüller birer manevi yağmurdur the metaphysical unveiling of many flowers are hidden under the veils of events like storms earthquakes and plagues so here we are using uh, the example of how the in that stormy rain and muddy soil those seeds were sprouting and growing and etc right use that analogy use that example understand what's happening there and use that cognitive frame that emerged in your mind to apply to other kinds of things that may look like they are troublesome and um, cataclysmic and you know, tribulations calamities storms hurricanes earthquakes plagues disasters but under the veil of those disasters flowers are germinating and sprouting the metaphysical unveiling of many bloom or unveiling of many flowers are hidden under the veils of events like storms earthquakes and plagues and this might be in our personal lives too life is not a you know straight um you know heavenly path no there are ups and downs there's hill and dale we go have these times of expansion everything looks like it's working and then all of a sudden boom something hits as if we hit a roadblock we can't go further everything starts to come apart fall apart we feel like we are losing it but what do we need to remember it is taken for granted that reality is beautiful something beautiful is happening under the veil of these storms we are looking we, we even then we look forward to those flowers that are going to be blooming in our lives inshallah if not this in this world in the hereafter we are always getting the reward after all as we talked before the kernels of aptitude that are deprived of the ability to grow and spread like seeds sprout and attain beauty thanks to events events that look ugly in appearance hardship is the mother of invention we all have all sorts of aptitudes but when the need does not arise we don't activate them we don't even know that we have those aptitudes we don't develop we don't grow to our potential to the extent of our innate potentials so hardships are what allow us to do that the kernels of aptitude that are deprived of the ability to grow if everything is smooth and nice no need to get better no need to improve so when that's not the case when everything is not nice our aptitudes don't sprout but when we hit the hardships like seeds that are being pressed under the ground in the mud sprouting 
and you know parts of the seed are rotting so it is going through an operation if the seed had senses it will probably be painful like that there are things that we go through it may feel painful but from the point of view of its consequences right thanks to events that look ugly in appearance our aptitudes are sprouting and attaining beauty growing to their full capacity it is as though all upheavals and universal transformations are each a metaphysical rain a metaphysical rain which awakens the dry dead seeds hidden underground which awakens our aptitudes that are dormant awakens them and gives them gives them life full water water of life so that they grow so that we grow fakat insan hem zahir perest hem hodgam olduğundan zahire bakıp çirkinlikle hükmeder hodgamlık cihetiyle yalnız kendine bakan neticeyle muhakeme ederek şer olduğuna hükmeder halbuki eşyanın insana ait gayesi bir ise saniinin esmasına ait binlerdir who however because man both worships appearances and is self-absorbed so this is the this is the real problem this is the real trouble this is what we really need to overcome man the human being both worships appearances we get stuck on it as if we worship it we get attached to it we get infatuated with it we become devoted to the causes apparent causes that don't do anything but they that appear to be the means or with a very superficial look that appear to be what the name implies causes they are truly means but they they appear to be causes we get stuck in them we start to think that all that's going to happen and all that can happen and all that is that has meaning and all that's worthwhile is limited to this world of causes however because man both worships appearances and is self-absorbed can see can see beyond his fingertips can see beyond the tip of his nose rather it looks at the appearance or he looks like the, the man looks at the appearance and judges it as ugly because of his self-absorption he evaluates the matter based on its outcomes that concern only himself so he doesn't evaluate the matter based on the outcomes in a larger scheme of things but based on the outcomes that concern only himself and judges it to be evil yet if a thing has one purpose one one purpose related to the human being it has thousands of purposes related to the names of its artful maker so if you were to look at that one purpose that relate to the human being and judge the matter we would be judging something that is only a tiny piece of a tiny small part or aspect of the real thing that's out there a huge crime case is brought in front of us the evidence fills three rooms the documentation is piled up 50 files we pull out one page from one file read it and judge is that fair is that reasonable is it going to lead us to truth no it's absolute insanity but that's what we do 
when we are self-absorbed when we are stuck in the apparent means in the appearances that is what we do if a thing has one purpose related to the human being it has thousands of purposes related to the names of its the human beings or that things sorry that things artful maker if the apple has one purpose related to the human being i eat sweet delicious have nutrition right let's say that's one purpose it has thousands of purposes related to the names of the artful maker that's god the apple is way way more than that round thing that we eat it is a locus of the manifestations of God's beautiful names. How so? Mesela, Kudreti Fatıra'nın büyük mucizelerinden olan dikenli otları ve ağaçları muzdır manasız telakki eder. Halbuki onlar otların ve ağaçların mücehhez kahramanlarıdırlar. For instance, man deems the thorny weeds and trees which are among the great miracles of the power that creates from nothing to be harmful and meaningless. So the, the power that creates from uh, nothing is Kudreti um, Fatura. Um, right? So what that implies is God brings everything into existence as we see them through his power. But as, as the Qadir or Qadir Kulli Shay as the all-powerful but before that and here we are not talking about a time scale before that we are using the word before metaphorically he fashions them he brings the idea the essence of that thing into existence from nothing there was nothing nothing when we imagine things, fantastic things, let's say a, a unicorn. A unicorn, as far as we know, does not exist. It's a figment of our imagination. But did we imagine this unicorn from nothing? No. A unicorn is a horse with a, uh, with a horn and perhaps flying wings. Yeah, but okay, but but you know, the horse exists, the horn exists, wings exist, flying exists. We did not imagine it from nothing. We just put other things that exist out there together. That's not how God fashions the things that He creates. So God fashioned these weeds and trees with thorns and we come and you know look at them and we say oh these are harmful things they are meaningless like why are there these weeds growing with like why are these there are these thorns on these weeds why are there thorns on the um raspberry bush on the blackberry bush why can't I just go and you know pick up the berries without being pricked by the thorns? The leaves are beautiful, the berry is beautiful, but the thorn it's harmful, it's meaningless. I mean we might say man deems men which man? The man who who worships appearances and is self-absorbed deems the thorny weeds and trees which are among the great miracles of the power that creates from nothing to be harmful and meaningless yet they are the well-equipped heroes they are the well-equipped heroes of those weeds and trees they have a purpose without those thorns those trees those bushes those weeds would probably not be able to survive they have their predators and there are some animals that eat them now you know the plants are there for animals to eat but without the thorn it will probably be the case that 
that there will be an overconsumption and the plant will become extinct so god gave that plant some plants these means to protect themselves other plants other um let's say mushrooms right when the mushroom blooms for some mushrooms the number of spores that spread into the the the, the air is enormous numbers like in the millions in the billions billions of spores flying floating in the air if they all turned into mushroom there would be nothing but mushroom on earth however out of those billions perhaps one or two and perhaps sometimes none is going to turn into a new mushroom isn't that wasteful isn't that meaningless well no no because this is the way god enabled this thing to procreate if each of those mushrooms sent out into the air two and those two were subject to the same circumstance in which the billions found themselves that mushroom would become in, extinct very soon so the one who creates from nothing creates with wisdom and creates with beauty there is nothing that's meaningless in what he creates those thorns are the well-equipped heroes protectors of those weeds and trees mesela atmaca kuşu serçelere tasliti zahiren rahmete uygun gelmez Halbuki serçe kuşunun istidadı o taslitle inkişaf eder. For instance, the sparrowhawk's attack on the sparrows does not agree with mercy from the point of view of appearance. Right? You have the sparrowhawk that's this wild bird with powerful, sharp, razor-sharp talons, can fly fast and change direction, etc., etc., seems to be equipped with all that it needs to just tear apart the sparrow and kill it and it is attacking the sparrow and the sparrow has no almost no means of defense other than escaping the sparrow hawk's attack on the sparrows does not agree with mercy from the point of view of appearance but from the point of view of appearance there is a beauty remember that's what we are taking for granted we need to learn to process information in accordance with these precepts because these these precepts are true what is the what what is it that we can find here that's going to show us the beauty if not in and of itself that we cannot see right from the point of view of its consequences yet the aptitudes of the sparrow unveil with that attack now don't think of an individual sparrow only think of sparrow as, as sparrows as a, as a species for millions of years as millions of sparrows or perhaps billions i don't know were attacked by millions of sparrow hawks those sparrows who could escape faster who could change direction faster and in a smarter way who could find a nook where the the sparrow hawk could not find it right those survived so there is some truth to this notion of the survival of the fittest it's not about evolution in the way that evolution is presented to us in biology books right but there's some truth there is progress progress is a reality in existence there is progress so this these attacks by the sparrowhawk contributed to the improvement or unveiling of the dormant aptitudes of the species of sparrows if you think of it um, on some islands isolated islands the species that grow and and and, and live on those islands tend to be uh, 
dwarfs smaller less equipped compared to the species that are on main continents again this is not about evolution all you know the the uh, this this not this does not entail that every living being including the human being has you know it might have come from a tiny cell that somehow emerged at some point etc no this is not about that but there is progress within the species it's perfectly fine and i'm not making a um, doctrinal claim here i'm just saying that that's that's possible this is possible from the point of view of um from the point of view of the the, the evaluation of uh, the evidence that is out there and if you look at it actually this is significantly more possible this does not require a, a jump from the um, earthworm to the hawk all it says is that there has been improvement among earthworms god created them as earthworms that god created one father for the earthworms and and mother and since that father and mother earthworms have improved god created father and mother for the sparrow and since that father and mother sparrow sparrows have improved fine that's perfect perfectly impossible and actually contributes to our understanding of the creation as creation as having been created creation as this constant const, constant uh, process of progress that manifests ever more and ever more perfect um, manifestations of the creator perfectly fine anyway this is this is a tangent we, we we could say more about that but let's focus right for instance the sparrow hawks attack on the sparrows does not agree with mercy from the point of view of appearance yet the aptitudes of the sparrow unveil with that attack mesela another example karı pek baridane ve tatsız telakki ederler halbuki o bari taksi tatsız perdesi altında o kadar hararetli gayeler ve öyle şeker gibi tatlı neticeler vardır ki tarif edilmez. For instance, they deem snow to be awfully cold and tasteless. Yet underneath that cold and tasteless veil of the snow there are purposes with so much heat and such consequences that are sweet like sugar that this is beyond description. Like the, the things that snow does what we are experiencing now with the melting of ice and the reduction in the amount of uh, snow pre precipitation on the mountains how the rivers are drying just one example of what the snow is doing i mean other things like it creates a blanket on the on the ground that protects the uh, the seeds and perhaps some eggs etc uh, from the bitter freezing cold of the atmosphere all sorts of benefits underneath that cold and tasteless veil of the snow there are purposes with so much heat so much heat <laughs> it's even here right as it's, and snow is like a blanket that protects the 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 seeds from or eggs from eggs of insects or roots from freezing to death and such consequences that are sweet like sugar that this is beyond description so these were some examples and Stadnosi is switching to another uh, important and nuanced point hem insan hodyamlık ve zahirperestliğiyle beraber her şeyi kendine bakan yüzüyle muhakeme ettiğinden pek çok mahzı edebi olan şeyleri hilafı edep zanneder also because man with his self-absorption and worship of appearances evaluates everything based on its face looking to himself he presumes many things that are decency itself or beautiful beauty itself to be indecent 
to be improper um, and this is a fallacy that some religious uh, some religions uh, some religious uh, perspectives that the or some uh, the theologies of some religions let's say have fallen into two if you think of God transcendent in a sense that requires his complete detachment from what we live in right for us that's not the case because what what we see around are all manifestations of his names and beauties uh, names and and attributes right but some may say well god is transcendent he this we, we live in a in this like lowly uh material realm and god is in the heavens no we don't we cannot imagine god as incapable of relating to this earth relating to this world this is his creature creation these are all his creatures right that's not our understanding of transcendence now we have an understanding of transcendence too We say subhanallah, we say Allahu Akbar, we say God is above and beyond all defect and deficiency, God is greater than everything, anything, everything that you can even imagine. Not everything in existence, but He is greater than everything that your imagination may show to you too. Right? So He's He's above and beyond. We do have this understanding. Right? but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that he, he is separate that does not take away from his imminence he is near everything he is nearer to everything than themselves he is nearer closer to the human being than his juggler vein now you think of that and then things start to come into the mind so god is closer to the to man than his juggler vein and this man does all sorts of in horrible disgusting things that um that are that because of the um horridness and disgustfulness of those things he confines them to the most private space he does not show it to others i mean of course if if man maintains his uncorrupted innate nature otherwise there's so much corruption that even that can be taken away from us as human beings but you know put that aside so how can that happen so god is closer to us even when we are involved in those like disgusting disgusting and horrible things well this is the problem we see them as disgusting and horrible that's a matter of perspective right because man why with his self-absorption and worship of appearances we are self-absorbed just you know we, we just look at the matter from the point of view that it appears to us I mean I have to use some example to make this clear but let's say uh, you know somebody has not taken a bath for a long time and smells bad what does it mean what does smell bad mean and as far as we know it is bacteria start growing on this person's uh, skin with the moisture that the the sweat provides and then you know there are bacteria that are already there and dirt accumulates that creates a uh, medium for the bacteria to grow and 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 that causes you know awful smells awful for us but do those do the bacteria that live there you know think if they could think or if they do think in the same way it's so bad for the bacteria is it disgusting for the bacteria no it's like it's like heaven that that's why they, they that's why where they want to be that's why they are there so we are self-absorbed absorbed we worship what we see we smell something and we we think that that that's it 
that's the thing in and of itself that's the end of it no that's not the end of it there's a lot more to it so because man with his self-absorption and worship of appearances evaluates everything based on its face looking to himself he presumes many things that are decency itself to be indecent or that are pro um, propriety itself to be improper mesela aleti tenasülü insan insan nazarında bahsi hacalet haverdir fakat şu perdeyi hacalet insana bakan yüzdedir yoksa hilkate sanata ve gayat fıtrata bakan yüzler öyle perdelerdir ki hikmet nazarıyla bakılsa aynı edeptir hacalet ona hiç temas etmez for instance the human organ reproduction talking about it is shameful in the view of human beings however this veil of shamefulness exists in the face looking to the human being otherwise the faces looking to creation artistry and the purposes of innate nature are such veils that if looked with the sight of wisdom it becomes very decency decency itself shamefulness does not touch it shamefulness does not come near it if you look from the point of view of the act of creation the artistry the purposes if you look at the matter from the point of view of a biologist a medical doctor if you see the miraculousness of what's going on then it becomes very decency shamefulness does not come near it so it's a matter of perspective we need to know from which angle to look at the matter so this doesn't mean that we should you know abolish all uh, norms of decency and propriety etc that are present when we look at the matter from the point of view of the human being no that, that's not what it means of course we maintain propriety but it, that's a matter of context we do not think that there is something indecent in and of itself in and of the thing no the thing in and of itself is beautiful useful beneficial decent proper it's a manifestation of enormous enormous wisdom etc etc right but we we think of those right when we look from behind those veils so a veil is not always something that prevents us to see a veil also sometimes helps us to see you cannot look at the sun with with you know um, naked eye you have to put a veil in between maybe a smoke glass right here the the uh, the word veil has this meaning we shift our gaze and we look from the from behind the smoke glass from behind the veil of the act of creation the artistry that goes into it the purposes that it serves then it becomes very decency shamefulness does not come near it işte menbaa edep olan Kur'an-ı Hakim'in bazı tabiratı bu yüzler ve perdelere göredir nasıl ki bize görünen çirkin mahlukların ve hadiselerin zahiri yüzleri altında gayet güzel ve hikmetli sanat ve hilkatine bakan güzel yüzler var ki saniyine bakar ve çok güzel perdeler var ki hikmetleri saklar ve pek çok zahiri intizamsızlıklar ve karışıklıklar var ki pek muntazam bir kitabeti kutsiyedir thus some expressions of the wise Quran which is the font of decency are in accordance with these faces and veils that is beneath the apparent faces of the happenings and creatures that look ugly to us there are utterly beautiful and wisdomful faces looking to their artistry and creation which then in turn face their artful maker 
many beautiful veils that, that there are many beautiful veils that hide wisdoms like beneath, beneath the apparent faces of the happenings and creatures that look ugly to us there are many beautiful veils that hide wisdoms and there are many apparent instances of apparent disorderliness and chaos that are in fact an exceedingly orderly sacred inscription we don't understand it from the point of view that we look at the matter we don't see the order we don't see the beauty we don't see the propriety we don't see the perfection but it is our problem it is our deficiency it's our defect it's our inability to see the matter with a universal gaze because we are limited our eyes don't have universal sight our ears don't have universal hearing we can't see all we can't hear all then what do we do then we use our intellect then we use our inner sight we try to see with our intellect and our inner sight how do we do it we change the point of view the angle from which we look at the matter we use our intellect to see the larger picture we start as we said at the beginning from the a priori admission that reality is beautiful there is a true aspect of beauty or an aspect of true beauty in everything we take that for granted and then if we cannot see the beauty that's it we cannot see it we try to maneuver around it try to see it from other points of view and thanks and gratitude and praise be to God he has not left us alone in this task he has sent his prophets his messengers his books and he has sent the wise Quran we shift our perspective to that of the Quran and when we shift our perspective to that of the Quran we start to see beauty everywhere wherever we turn wherever we turn we see start to see the signs of creation and those are the signs of the creator and the creator is beautiful perfect majestic you cannot you would not be holding a beautiful rose flower in front of a mirror and seeing on the mirror i don't know let's say a frog if you hold the rose flower in front of the mirror you see a rose flower on the mirror but we need a caveat here unless there is a problem with the mirror unless there is a problem with the mirror the reality out there is beautiful like a beautiful rosebud therefore what's reflecting on the mirrors of our sights of our minds of our intellects should be beautiful too if it is not then the mirror may not be clean enough may not be smooth enough there's a problem with the mirror we need to clean it we need to smooth it we need to try to have mirrors that show reality as reality is so inshallah we then will finish with the uh, dua that we always make at the beginning of uh, these these episodes Allahumma erinal haqqa haqqan O God, show us reality as reality is.
or truth as truth is. وأرنا الباطلة باطلا. O God, show us falsehood as falsehood is. And in the case of reality or truth, bless us, bless us with the ability to, to, to follow it. And in the case of ugliness, in the case of falsehood that we may see, right? Bless us with the ability to run away from it, to avoid it. Reality is beautiful as long as we see reality as reality is, we will see beauty. But to see beauty, we need to look in a beautiful way. May God give us the ability to look with beauty in our eyes. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha Allahumma salli